What's up, Cardboard Nation? Welcome to another episode of Go GTS Live, the Hobbies web show. Hope you are all doing well this evening, and thank you for taking some time to hang out with us tonight. I'm your host, Rob Bertrand. Joining me as always, my partner in crime and friend, Ivan Lovgren, and we're joined always behind the scenes, the man behind the camera and the microphones, James Gale. Uh, what's going on? Me or the viewers, the hobby? Everybody. (laughs) You first. What's going on, dude? Well, I'm just, I'm in the middle of multitasking because I am also the social media side of the show when it's live. So I'm getting that post up for everybody to tune in and join, um, box breaks, product previews, et cetera. Um, but, uh, Hey, uh, good day today. We've got an interview coming up on the show that I actually got to do midday with the guys at Upper Deck. Uh, Grant and Tony had a lot of fun with that, uh, talking Goodwin Champions. Um, It's been good weather here in L.A. What's the weather like where you are, Rob? It's a bit decent. I mean, for, you know, early April. Ready for some leaves on the trees, that's for sure. But let's get right into it, shall we? Um, we're going to continue kind of where we left off in our poll last week, where we asked for your uh, votes for the American League Rookie of the Year. Uh, your vote for American Rookie uh, American League Rookie of the Year, yes. And overwhelmingly, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, it was Bobby Witt Jr. So this week, we switched it up a little bit and want to know what you think about the NL. And we put three choices up there and asked you to weigh in with other. O'Neal Cruz, C.J. Abrams, Sia, Sia, Sia? Saya, Saya, we'll Sia. go with Saya. Saya, Saya, Suzuki. Saya says oh, the baseball. I was gonna say, yeah, no doubt. That's so cool. What a great name. I think it's more and, like. I think it's actually say Saya a bit more. Saya. He's walking away with it though at this point. Sixty-three point eight percent of the vote. Walking, Rob. He's home running away with it. He's, he's already home. Have you seen his stats? Yeah, I know. So that's where, you know, people obviously um, are jumping on that right away. 152 people weighing in. We had uh, 360 last week. So let's uh, let's double this up and see if that changes any of the numbers. But we also asked it, asked it, asked for other. And there were some good choices for other um, Mike E. Hook them, Mike E. Kiebert Ruiz. I know you've been high on him, uh, Ivan. Um, EJ Bailey, 54, said Randy Rosarina. Now, I'm 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 even more confused after you brought up Wander last year. I'm I'm more confused about that injury. My, my guess injury. is that as a longtime viewer, that's a bit of a joke. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, teasing, teasing, not only Wander, but also the fact that Randy Arazarina is now in like his third year. I was going to uh, say, we talked okay. about that. Cause I hit his card. Remember with the tops rookie cup yes. on it. Um, so he does have the rookie cup this year. Randy does. Exactly. Yeah. So Mickey Moniak, C max 97, a uh, couple people saying Joey Rob- Bart. You want to know something funny about Mickey Moniak 
he's been around a long time. I feel like we've been talking about him a long time as a prospect. Well, it seems like it. And this is, uh, it's a quick plug for um, Panini elite and stars and stripes. He, he was in 2013 Panini elite extra edition. Well, no wonder we've been talking about him for As, so long. Yeah, That's, he was on the under 15 team back then for the USA. Nine years worth of products already, huh? Yeah, but he's actually, um, uh, he, then he was in 2016 Bowman uh, Bowman or Bowman Chrome. And I'll tell you, this offseason and in spring training, I was getting offers and sold a few of his cards on Com C, which is sort of my barometer for, you know, is the hobby ah. interested in a guy finally? Um so it, you just, you never know with those products. Some, sometimes they seem like weird products that we break on the show, um, you know, out of the blue and you don't know any of the players. Well, stick around for a while. Baseball is a long sport. Yes, it is. It's a very good point. A um, couple other people weighing in with Joey Bart, Moncus 404, Monk, and the sports card shop, Joey Bart also. Uh, I, and Joey Bart is eligible and that's, that's a strong, that's a strong choice right there. So, um, but if you haven't weighed in on the poll, please do so, um, uh, before we throw it to our guest segment interview, uh, to give you guys an idea of what else we have going on tonight, uh, we will take a look at hobby happenings. We will, uh, we've got four box breaks, including the world debut of Don Ross NASCAR racing. Hey, that'll uh, be fun. Yeah. And then always a hot product, uh, Panini contenders, NBA basketball, which released yesterday and then Panini encased NFL football cards as well, which not to huge. mention a second box of sport Kings. Uh, we've also got a vendor, another vendor spotlight. A look at uh, new product previews coming from Ultra Pro. Can't even buy these yet, and yet I've got them in hand to give away. Uh, several products to talk about in Hot in the Shop. A video segment regarding Tiger Woods's clubs, and uh, we'll save something for later because we got a little tease for you guys after hours, if you will. Um, but for now, let's throw it to Ivan's interview with Grant Sandground, Director of Product Development at Upper Deck, as well as Tony Siriani, who is the brand manager for Goodwin, several years running now. Goodwin, remember, is one of I uh, Ivan's absolutely favorite products and probably favorite Upper Deck products. So I wanted him to have all the opportunity to talk to these guys. So take it away. We are here on the go GTS live hot seat. It's actually hot seats. We have a dual interview today with upper decks, uh, grant Sandground and Tony Siriani. We're talking 2021 Goodwin champions. It's not only our shows, one of our shows, favorite products every year. It's been one of my favorite products every year for almost a decade now that I've been, um, ripping it. So, Let's start off with people. People know that Goodwin Champions is an eclectic product. They know that it's unique. But Grant, what is it that really sets apart 2021 Goodwin Champions, even against other years of Goodwin Champions? 
Well, Ivan, thanks for the opportunity for having us on the show and, and thanks for the, the question. Um, I think, you know, really Tony has been the steward of this brand now for a good what, four plus years or so, Tony, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But we, we do huddle up as a group at the beginning of, you know, the, the production cycle of every year. And um, when we were building 2021, I think Tony and I kind of decided, look, we need to keep this brand moving forward. We need a new aesthetic for the brand. It, it felt like it, it was time for it to evolve from its heritage as a tobacco era inspired product. If you look at some of the older Goodwin brands, there's a lot of elements of sort of you know, 1880s sort of looking um, design elements. We wanted a more modern, fresh take on the design, as you can see from the base set. Uh, and even the Gaudi insert is very modern looking. Um, and we also, though we take um, great pride and, and really enjoy some of the the uh, stuff that um, we put into that product that makes the phrase keep good when weird, uh, one of our favorite things to say every year. Um, and we love all the weird stuff and Heaven knows there's enough weird stuff for anyone that broke a box of this stuff this year with uh, little baby animal playing cards and all sorts of weird stuff. We, we love that. That's part of the profile and DNA of the product. With that stated, however, we made a concerted effort a couple of years ago to try and make this sort of a platform for uh, as part of it to be a kind of a modern era four sport product, almost like the old classic four sport stuff that what other product can you break and you get some of the top prospects in, from basketball, players like Jonathan Kaminga or Jalen Green or Scotty Barnes, all of whom have autographs. Some of the top players from the recent uh, NFL football draft, with Trevor Lawrence and, and, and Mac Jones. Um, and you get all the, the core sports, you get all the best players. But then Goodwin allows you the opportunity to get Michaela Schifrin and Naomi Osaka and Chloe Kim and Teofimo Lopez and you name it, it goes on and on and on. It can go for, you know, from skiing to boxing to tennis to everything. And I think that's part of uh, what makes it so much fun is that not only do you get painted cards of great white sharks and, you know, poker from 1971, you can get some of the most exciting autographs uh, that are typically uh, sometimes only offered in good ones. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, Tony, I imagine you had a pretty strong hand in building out that checklist of uh, subjects. You know, we'll get to the oddballs in a minute. Um, do you have any, like, any that were just felt like a major accomplishment or that you're, you know, especially proud of or just any fun stories from the experience of building the checklist? Um, I mean, as, you, as you've seen, Ivan, this one is as eclectic as ever. Like Graham mentioned, we have, like, representation from all four major sports, Olympic athletes, um, you know, I can't take even close to all the credit for putting that list together. Um, Brian Schilling, who's the coordinator on this product, along with other up internal upper deck employees like Dan Machado, Pat Smith, uh, the list goes on and on. Like, you know, Goodwin's kind of a, you know, we all work together um, and everyone has their insights as cool names or cool themes, things we could go after. But you know, Pat and Dan pulled out some pretty uh, interesting musicians this year that I've seen a lot of excitement over the, you know, the hip hop names like Riff Raff, um, the Avid Brothers, uh, the list goes on and on of, of all sorts of cool different musicians in there. So I, I always like seeing that. I mean, obviously the athletes are the main draw, the, the case hits, the exquisite content. But when you pull like a, an autograph of a musician you really love or, or someone outside of the world of sports. I think that's, that's just as exciting and, and it keeps it fun and it keeps people, um, you know, 
on the edge of their seat in the sense that you don't know what you're going to pull out of a box of Goodwin. It is, it is, uh, you know, quite a mixed bag of autos and rare mem and, and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I think that's probably, you know, it's a group effort as far as the auto list, but yeah, this list is pretty awesome. I'm proud of names like Naomi Osaka, um, Michaela Schifrin, you know, some of these big like basketball prospect names like Jalen Green, like Grant mentioned, Adley Rushman, high, high baseball prospect. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's probably my favorite one to date. So yeah, year by year, we just, we try to top it. So, uh, we've always got our work cut out for us, but I, I was pretty happy with the way this one turned out. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned the, the Avit brothers. I'm a huge fan of them. Uh, I do definitely respect Jason Isbell as a musician, mm-hmm. but I don't know why I just enjoy listening to the Avit brothers more. Yeah. And I've actually posted stuff along these lines and I've seen Jason Isbell fans, in the hobby come out and i just saw you didn't mention his name but he's on the checklist also as a musician um yes that's so, right. so much fun there um Absolutely. even some politicians uh you know snowboarding we sort of covered um drifting golf media personalities yeah um, but the musicians are always fun i always look forward to seeing those every year in goodwin Definitely. you know there's another fun element uh, besides getting the list together goodwin is really delivers a lot of inscribed autographs. There are some amazing inscriptions for Naomi Osaka, for all sorts of some of these athletes uh, that we're talking about that you get on-card autographs and you mm. get inscriptions for them. So, it, so it, you know, it, it's really neat to see. Um, there, there's a street baller named Wu Yu that yeah. I, I never heard of the guy before, but credit to the staff that, you know, uh, Tony had mentioned, like Brian and Pat and Danny and some of the guys that are putting this together with ears on the ground to listen um, to who can resonate. That guy did the coolest inscriptions. He put like eyelashes on his cards and wrote them. <laughs> and they're, they're, the market is responding. It's really popular. Yeah. So, so you're having fun with the uh, the subjects as well as having fun with building the set. Um, Grant, you mentioned Naomi Osaka. She's also part of one of the things that you do every year that I think is so cool: the bounty chase. Yep. Tell us about the bounty chase. Uh, for sure, um, the bounty chase really started years ago, um, where we wanted to, and it sort of started a little bit from how in uh, our EPAC platform, you can easily deliver achievement prizing cards for collecting gold. And we wanted to find a way to do that for the physical customer. It's a lot harder because there's a lot of fluidity in the digital world where you can complete a set without destroying cards or sending cards in to verify that you have a full set. Uh, And we managed to achieve it uh, originally with, I think, SP Authentic Hockey back in 2016 was the first time we did a bounty. Um, but it has moved into a popular element of Goodwin with the lenticular bounties, whereby I think it's the splash of color lenticulars. That's right. I think it's 32 yep. cards. Tony would know this better than me, but you asked me to answer. I'll do my best. Um, it's 32 cards. I think it's tiered into three different tiers of scarcity. The tier three guys and girls are, are legitimately tough pulls, especially because not every lenticular has a bounty code on back. Only a small percentage of the lenticulars have bounty codes. So you've got to complete that 32 card bounty set, scratch off your codes, you go to the upperdeckbounty.com website, enter in your codes. It's really cool because you have a full checklist in front of you visually on your screen and the cards go from black and white to color when you enter in the code. Uh, and the first, I think 25 consumers to get a full set will receive an exclusive Naomi Osaka splash of color bounty autograph 
of which is an entirely different card with an entirely different photo than the splash of color Naomi Osaka that have packed out. Because I've seen some questions about that on message boards. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, only only correction is it's a 35 card lenticular set, um, but everything else Grant said is spot on. So yeah, it's an exciting bounty program with an amazing prize. Uh, I'm sure they're going to go fast. I have no doubt. So huge thanks to both of those guys for making time this afternoon to talk with me. Uh, that was part one. Because of how much programming there is today, part two is actually going to air next week. So we're keeping you on the hook for the creative content. You know, we mainly focused on the checklist and the bounty program and the signers. Next week, we'll dive into what they told me about special Easter eggs. So Rob, they actually revealed some Easter eggs that are not have not been seen on eBay yet. Oh, in the cool. product. Um, and we actually we talked a little bit about like the one of one exquisite collection card that we covered last week and how that plays into like consumer awareness and things. Um, but so we'll have that next week for you. Um, in the meantime, there's some very exciting, cool things in Goodwin Champions. So if you rip a box and you pull something that you have no idea what it is. Don't assume that means it's not a huge hit. You know, tweet us. Show us your hits from it. I want to see more. Awesome. Yeah. Great job. Look forward to that next week. All right. We have some other things to tell you about in the world of sports and entertainment collectibles in our weekly hobby happening segment. So let's dive right into it. Uh, Loop continues to reinvest and market the hobby to an ever-growing audience of potential new collectors. The latest move is an advertising deal on the outfield wall of Lone Depot Park, home of Major League Baseball's Miami Marlins. How about that? What an amazing marketing opportunity. And congrats to Loop CEO Eric Doty and his team down in Florida who just continue to do great things for the hobby. I'm not sure if you saw to just today, they posted as part of that advertising deal. They were actually set up there with a table, handing out packs to people that were attending the games too. That's awesome. Love it. Uh, Loop isn't the only company expanding its reach. Hot on the heels of the news of their opening a store in Cooperstown, home of the Baseball Hall of Fame, DA Card World announced their international expansion now with the planned opening of a retail store in Roermond, Netherlands. Adam Martin, Dave and Adam's owner and CEO, said, quote, We are happy to partner with Panini, Tops, and Upper Deck with this exciting venture for our company. Traditionally, trading Back one cards. Slide, James. My bad. Trading cards have not been as popular in European countries as they have been in other parts of the world. We feel that this is mainly due to the fact that the supply of hobby products in Europe has been very limited. Our plan is to change that, and we wish them the best of success. That's pretty cool. Can you actually go back to that slide that shows the Rotterdam uh, or the Roermond Netherlands storefront? Yeah, look at that. That's really cool. I threw James a curve there and put two slides labeled number three. Sorry, James. (laughs) All right. Well, 
if you hadn't noticed, some of the cards from vintage SI for Kids magazines are selling for thousands of dollars. And in a few cases, they've reached six-figure deals. Example in January, a high-grade example of senior, uh, excuse me, Serena Williams, July 1999 SI for Kids rookie card sold for $117 thousand dollars another williams card from that set sold last month on ebay for more than ninety one thousand wow. even tiger woods december 1996 card sold just last april 2021 for forty one thousand five hundred and forty four dollars and those are just a few examples so if you remember having those magazines when you were younger, you might want to make sure mom didn't or doesn't throw them away. You know, the new one, Rob, Lewis Hamilton in, I believe, 2009 SI for Kids. Yep. So far, it seems that the highest graded is like a PSA 6. So wow. Find one of those in a good condition. Visit your local library, kids. Hey, Flex NBA wants your balls. Lonzo balls, ouch. that is. <laughs> uh, ouch, but man, what a reward. Check this out. Apparently, there was a printing error on the reverse side of his Flexagon player tile that was supposed to be printed on the legendary version. So in an attempt to correct that error, Sequoia Games is initiating a buyback program. They are offering $100 in Flex NBA store credit when you send back your Lonzo Ball Flexagon tile. That's Not a bad deal. That's a pretty good hit from a from a $30, $40 box, depending on which one you hit it in. There you go. Okay. Crime news. Uh, it seems a series of hobby shop burglaries right here in my neck of the woods in Northeast Ohio has taken place over the last several weeks, and they may be connected. Most recently, as reported by Sports Collectors Daily, about 3.15 a.m. Wednesday, someone broke through a glass door at Youngstown Sports Cards and stole around $10,000 worth of cards and other merchandise. Owner George uh, Samoans told local CBS affiliate, affiliate WKBN-TV news that he was still compiling inventory to determine the actual value of the item stolen. The burglar was inside the shop for less than three minutes. According to local police, that burglary and another in nearby Niles, Ohio, last month are likely connected when someone broke in and smashed glass display cases, stealing cards valued at about $9,000. Additionally, on March 31st, Triple Play Vintage in Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio, was also burglarized after hours in a similar smash-and-grab format. This is really getting totally ridiculous. Obviously, anybody with information related to any of these break-ins are encouraged to call the local police department. Streaming platform Whatnot has instituted a new high-value item policy for sellers on the platform designed to protect buyers who have purchased into a break. 
The policy states if a user purchases a break spot and subsequently does not receive their item or items due to loss or damage in transit, WhatNot will cover the full cost to replace the missing or damaged items at their market price, regardless of the amount paid on WhatNot. Reimbursement and market price are at the full discretion of the WhatNot trust and safety team. Sellers must ship all items from a purchase and remember to package carefully and request an insured label for any sale where the market value of the products being shipped is greater than $1,000. As long as sellers add insurance to their shipments, they would not be financially responsible if the entire package is lost or damaged in transit. Any violation of this policy by a buyer or seller may be subject to a platform-wide ban. Fantastic. Good stuff. All right. We have another update on the Mark's Cards bankruptcy case fiasco as it relates to the cards submitted for PSA grading via group submission by Mark's. Unfortunately, for collectors waiting to get their cards back, the court held uh, the court hearing held this Tuesday, just a couple days ago, didn't end well. PSA parent company Collector sent out a notice that reads, on April 12th, 2022, the bankruptcy court denied PSA's request for authority to implement a process to return the cards to their rightful owners and suggest that PSA file a separate request. They go on to say, we ask for your continued patience as PSA is working with its counsel to determine what actions need to be taken to address the court's most recent ruling so that it can return the cards in its possession. We will follow up with more information as soon as we can. Thanks. The notice was sent out by Collector's Chief of Staff, Jackie Curell. Remember, the lesson to be learned here really is that if you are group submitting, be sure you use a company that has been in business for several years with a well-established history of trust and integrity within the hobby community as a whole. Okay? In different news thankfully. (laughs) Uh, Some positive news for the hobby and a lot of other hobbies also reflected in a recent survey conducted by Magnify Money. The survey shows that a majority of Americans embrace collecting in some form or another. Sports Collectors Daily reported from the survey that 61% of those polled consider themselves collectors of something with trading cards being high on the list. Some of the key findings contained in the report include that coins are collected by 17% of Americans. Toys or dolls are by uh, 12%. 12%. Yeah, my bad. All good. (laughs) Some type of trading cards are by 12% and jewelry by 12%. Those were the most collected items. However, sports memorabilia was listed separately. As many of us know, has some differences to trading cards, even though there's a lot of similarities. And that was listed as 9% collecting. So pretty high up on the survey as well for sports memorabilia. What may be surprising to many collectors is the survey found that younger generations are more likely to be collectors than older ones, with 18% of millennials polled saying that they collect trading cards of some kind. Wow, 18% of millennials. 
Additionally, not everyone spends huge sums of money on their collections. The survey found collectors spent an average of $6,131 on what they own. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I'm beginning to think the hobby might have been a little underrepresented because, as we all know, some people drop that amount on a single break. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. It's an average. Median, median would be a more interesting number. But, you know, we'll have to dive deeper into the survey to see if they gave us the median. Um, going on, the survey says over 80% of collectors believe their items will have future value, with 51% saying they'll be worth a little and 32% saying they'll be worth a lot at some point. Okay, cool. Well, I don't think there is a collector out there that on some way, shape, or form, or level, hasn't felt some degree of buyer's remorse at one time or the other. However, few of us, if any, have ever experienced that feeling quite like crypto entrepreneur Sina Astave. Might remember that last year, Astave purchased former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey's first tweet as an NFT for $2.9 million. Well, Coindesk reported that last week he listed the digital collectible for sale on the OpenSea market platform for $48.8 million, more than 16 times what he paid for it last year. As of Wednesday, and this is where all the people that don't like NFTs are laughing, when the auction ended, the highest bid was a mere $280. <laughs> And Astavi said he may hold on to the asset, <laughs> do you think? Ouch. I mean, you just got to wait until someone else owns Twitter and then hope that... <laughs> go, Is that how tweets Elon, appreciate? Go. Is that how tweets appreciate? I still take over. I don't know. Um, tweet prospecting is a very interesting risk study. <laughs> No one on the show is recommending <laughs> that you do that. For those of you who have a hard time locating tops items at retail locations, well, you'll have another option because today they announced a new distribution source through their partnership with Lids, who between those stores and their locker room branded outlets will now be selling tops products. You can visit blog.lids.com to find a full listing of locations that will be carrying trading cards and that's a look at this week's hobby uh switch gears and we got to update our poll question right all right we're getting there getting there guys i thought we might be able to double it up uh, let me do a quick refresh 256 people weighing in still running away with it say uh Suzuki. And let's see if anybody else has weighed in. Any other, you know, a lot more people weighing in, but um, yeah. So if you haven't made your voice heard, please feel free to do so. Uh, but he is the overwhelming favorite on this poll anyway to win National League Rookie of the Year honors. Awesome. Wow. So that tweet is live now for the encased football hits. 
So make sure you go to twitter.com slash go GTS live and vote. Uh, not vote. I was thinking of the poll. <laughs> Retweet and make sure that you're following to enter to win those hits. And thank you to everybody watching the show tonight for the fun engagement. Um, yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. See some Steelers fans going a little crazy in the chat, too. It'll be fun. Yeah. We'll see. It's all up to the randomizer. Watch. We're okay. going to get an F1 fan who wins the Michael Carter, and we're going to get a, a Steelers fan that wins the Mario Andretti. <sighs> yeah, That'll be right. just the way that it goes. But, hey, Rob, are we are we giving away something else tonight? Yeah, there's a uh, – hold on. Okie dokie. Thank you, Ivan. Let's dive into a look at uh, this week's other new products uh, releasing because oh, it was a fun. very, very busy week. Very, the shop is on fire. And so this is our weekly hot in the shop segment. In addition to Don Ross contenders and encased, we have tops, Chrome overtime, elite basketball cards. For those of you who've been looking for Topps Chrome to come back to basketball, here's your first shot. Two Chrome autograph cards, 12 inserts, seven refractor parallels in every box. Overtime Elite steps into the spotlight as the first Chrome release with OTE and exciting return to basketball trading cards for the beloved Topps Chrome brand. Build the entire 100-card base set comprised of all the Overtime Elite League players as well as some astonishing inserts, yep, like Superfly, mm -hmm. Topps 1969, and more. Look out for the first cards of basketball's future stars including projected lottery picks such as Jalen Lewis, Jane Montero, Aswar Thompson and many more in stores this week. Also in stores this week we have the exciting release of 2021-22 Tops UEFA Champions League collection. That's right. This is the inaugural release of this product. The debut 300 card collection features the world's biggest stars on the ultimate stage, the pitch. Collect the best of the best in the 200 card base set and all new insert sets such as Road to St. Petersburg and 1975-76 Tops Footballers. Also look out for autograph cards and rare die cut cards. There you see a base card star ball parallel of Erling Holland. Future Stars is back and has parallels such as that pink parallel of Barca star Pedri. There's a look at one of those 1975-76 Topps footballer cards featuring the iconic Lionel Messi. He is the Richard Petty of soccer, if you didn't know. Road to St. Petersburg cards. There you go. So it's got a little postcard feel to it, and there are parallels of those as well. Look out for a new iconic Rookie Cup logo for the official All-Star Rookie Cup team in this year's collection, uh, highlighting some of the game's brightest young talents. And look for Case Hits Perfection. Hopefully we can get perfection from that gentleman there, Christian Pulisic, as the U.S. qualified for the World Cup. And then check out autographs, including Neymar Jr. of Brazil and or Paris Saint-Germain also on their way to the World Cup. 
Uh, looking great in stores this week. From the pitch to the rink with Upper Deck Ultimate Collection 2020-21. So we're getting into the premium offerings of the previous season. One autograph rookie card, one non-autograph memorabilia card, an additional autograph or memorabilia card, and a base set parallel in every box. Pause it there. I'll go over these cards here. Base set jumbo auto patch variants. Ultimate rookie autos, some of the most popular on-card rookie autographs in the NHL. And then ultimate introductions, including that beautiful Onyx Platinum autograph parallel. And we've got... Sorry, I got to switch my view here, James. Thanks for being Johnny on the spot there. NHL Legacy Gold Tag Auto Parallel. Ultimate Access Bronze Patch Auto Parallel there in the middle. Highlighted by all these on-card autographs. And then last on that one side, uh, right side, Ultimate Signatures Premium Material. And then last but not least, check out Pro Threads on-card patch autos there and rookie tandem shield patches very cool stuff this hit stores this week as well we've got another unique soccer card product coming this week in fact it is futura world football unique soccer card collection we don't have any images to show you but i can tell you knowing futura and their work in soccer internationally they know what they're up to, and they traditionally produce thick, elegant, shiny cards. And the theme this year is 24 karat gold. So each box is going to deliver four autographs signed on card or memorabilia card or 24 karat gold plated framed card. Uh, there's four packs with seven cards per box. And get this, Rob, only 388 total cases produced. Unbelievable. So very limited product here. Um, would love to have a checklist. Make sure that you're following Futura online. Um, they've got a very active Twitter. They've actually got a very active Discord as well to see checklist details as they're revealed. Um, lots of autographs featuring on-card signatures along with when and where the player signed their card being stated on the back as well as game and training used memorabilia cards and inserts are all individually foil numbered. So check out Futura Unique World Football 2021-22 in hobby shops and online this week. If Ultimate Collection's a little out of your price range and you still got to get something new hockey related, you can get the Star Rookies box set from Upper Deck, the 21-22 latest edition aggregates the top rookie prospects. The special set will be a welcome addition, obviously, to any collection. And lucky customers will also score a rare autograph card. Each box contains the complete 25-card set, and one box per case on average will contain a bonus 26th card, a rare rookie autograph card. There's 20 sets per case so one in 20 chance of getting a rookie autograph 
We've got another soccer product this week as well. For those of you with kids or that just like chasing something a little extra, there's 2021-22 Tops UEFA Champions League Match Attacks Extra Soccer. It's jam-packed with exciting new concepts, stunning designs, and strategies for those of you that play the Match Attacks game that these cards allow you to play. Each uh, there's three different configurations. There's a retail display, ten, a retail display, a mini ten, and a midi ten, with configure with packs starting as low as two ninety nine. A fully loaded base set, lots of inventive inserts and print tech. And of course, keep an eye out for things such as the new Scanx mini collector tens. Look at that, some cool concept only art there with three Scanx themed tens to collect as well as the Hero Squad-themed Mega Collector 10s. Look at that, turning your uh, attackers there into a Power Attack Hero Squad with that 99 attack. Um, each 10 will include four of those limited edition power cards. And then, of course, look at those new base card themes. Lots of fun to have in this set. Fluorescent cards. Ooh, that's fun. Uh, so again, good stuff for kids and for collectors, especially as we heard earlier in the program, lots of European collectors who love soccer are itching to get more and more cards. Well, Hey, they've got some extra this week with tops champions league match attacks extra. And last, but certainly not least 2022 tri-star game day, greats autograph football jerseys, one autograph football jersey in every box. All autographs are authenticated by either tri-star PSA DNA Beckett authentication services or James Spence authentication. You're going to get two hall of famers, one current star and two football favorites in every case. So five jerseys per case. You know, players like Kurt Warner, Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Gail Sayers, John Elway, current stars like Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Jamar Chase, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Darnold, Josh Allen, and more. Fan favorites like Chase Young, Heinz Ward, Jalen Waddell, TJ Watt, Andre Johnson, and more. This is a product with zero redemptions. Everything's live in the product. And again, all autographs authenticated by TriStar, PSA DNA, or JSA. And that's going to do it for Hot in the Shop. Good stuff. All right. We are going to put Ivan to work just a little bit longer He's got to pull 17 winners apparently tonight. And while he's doing that, you guys are going to check this out. Tiger Woods clubs sold for $5.15 million this past week at golden age auctions and owner Ryan Carey talks about the authentication process. Check this out and we'll be right back to announce the winners and wrap it up. Yeah, we had to really dig deep on this one. This is not the level they usually have to go through, but we knew how historic these uh, these items are. We knew it's set for record price. We didn't know it go for five million, but yes, back in 2010, the first time these were sold, the owner of them passed a polygraph test. He was Tiger's right hand man. He he's the one that worked on Tiger's clubs. He delivered them to Tiger uh, a new set, and Tiger gave him this set. So we really wanted to button up that chain of custody there, and then. 
the, the, the kicker really was the photo matching. During this auction, we spent hours and hours and hours on Getty images on Google, just trying to find, you know, what images we could find that matched these with Tiger. And we were successful. We didn't know we would be, but we could match up rust stains from the photos of Tiger playing these events to the actual clubs we were selling. So it was a special moment for, for golf. And, and that's why we broke the record price. An iconic set of clubs that he won his first majors with. But what do you make of this controversy? The Tiger has said, nope, those clubs are in my garage. Well, the, the good thing was Tiger said that back in 2010. Uh, right. Photo matching has come a long way. Uh, imagery and, and the Internet's come a long way. So uh, I understand what Tiger's saying. Um, we have them matched uh, photo wise directly to in Tiger's hands uh, during the 2001 Masters and other events. So if there was any doubt, uh, we were able to solve that. And that's when we saw the bidding just take off when we when we made that happen. OK, and so when we think about how we can perhaps avert any confusion in the future, there, there's been a ton of conversation around where non-fungible tokens, even for sports memorabilia that is one of a kind, where that can, in the authentication process and the validation process, provide a, a, a way forward from here. Yeah, you're spot on with that. That would be huge where you could track these items for the rest of history. There's very few pieces of memorabilia that you can be relatively certain will still be collected 100 years from now. And I believe these clubs are one of those. As long as the game is golf is being played, someone will want Tiger Woods' irons from 2000, 2001. So if you could have some blockchain technology tied to these so the chain of ownership cannot be tracked for the next century, that would be amazing. Yeah, I imagine some would like to get their hands on the last set that he won the Masters with in 2019. Now, the prior record for golf memorabilia was surprisingly less than $700,000. So this didn't just break record, it smashed it. What is the golf memorabilia market? Is it growing or is this just kind of a one-off given Tiger Woods and where he is in terms of being an icon globally? Yeah, so I think we caught this perfect storm where the rest of memorabilia and collecting has just taken off. COVID made, I don't care if it's cars or comic books or baseball cards, they've all skyrocketed. Golf was probably undervalued already. And then when that happened, we've been lagging behind. So everyone has all of a sudden been talking about golf's undervalued, golf's undervalued, golf's undervalued. And then with Tiger Woods coming back, Tiger Woods also, he's cemented his legacy. His, his history is complete. And people are realizing they like to collect the goats. They like collecting Mantle and Ruth. They like collecting Brady and Michael Jordan. Wait a minute. What about Tiger Woods? So the big collectors don't have an exposure to Tiger Woods memorabilia. And all of a sudden, we come along with the best set of modern golf memorabilia in existence. I imagine there's not a ton of demand for my Steve Stricker signed flag then, but perhaps uh, you know. <laughs> I'm still a big fan of his. Anyway, you know, thinking as we move forward from here, the fact that you don't have Tiger signing a ton of autographs now for the future of the game to create even more demand within the golf memorabilia as part of the broader sports memorabilia landscape. You know, what kind of partnership does that require? It's, it's one thing to have clubs of this stature, but it's another thing if you don't necessarily have players that are interested in getting into that sports memorabilia landscape. Well, see, the other leagues are doing a better job. Major League Baseball does a phenomenal job. The NFL does a very good job. Uh, golf, the PGA Tour is lagged behind there because there are a lot of kids out there that would love to own an item from Justin Thomas, Morikawa, 
Scotty Scheffler now bursting out of the scene. And so there's no great way to do that right now. And that's, I think, what's next is that the PGA Tour and the golf collecting industry will really rally behind the players so that, you know, kids these days and adults can own a piece of, of the people they watch on TV every week. All right. We are back. Uh, before we toss it to Ivan for the winners, one quick programming announcement. We're going Go GTS Live after dark baby Ooh. how many of you are aware that we have oh wait a Sorry. fans of go GT <laughs> gts live facebook page it's an exclusive members only group just for fans of the show are you in the club are you cool like that if not i number one I approved a bunch of people today. And so if you haven't, um, please join, but we're going to post that. In fact, it should be over there right now already. So after we announce the winners, head on over and watch part two of our interview with DCI grading CEO, rather Jason Dardick. We uh, showed you part one last week and uh had a feeling we'd go a little bit long tonight so uh, i'm laughing out loud because stephen radford already commented on the video cool i'm in the cool club nice um so yeah feel free to check that out so Very that's going to do it Very for fair. go gts live the hobbies web show uh thanks to everybody for tuning in thanks again to grant sand ground and Tony Seriani for taking some time out of their day to talk to Ivan. Thanks to Scotty Prusha at Panini America and Chris Stratton for hooking us up with great product to look at. And Scotty with the, wow, hot pulls sending Go GTS Live's way. And then always thanks to James Gale um, queuing up great promos throughout the day. A lot of moving parts to get this show uh, done and out to you. And, um, always appreciate his efforts and thanks to my co-host ivan lovegren um that's gonna do it we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of go gts live the hobbies web show in the meantime you know what to be doing on top of having a great weekend always be collecting we'll see you next week good night